Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Andrew. Happy Friday to everyone. God has been so good and powerful. And I'm just praising the Lord again, listening to all the testimonies of the great and righteous God whom we serve, how powerful he is. And the word of the Lord is always so sweet. Just to testify and to speak of his goodness, it's just a joy to speak about the love of Jesus Christ. So we're going to hasten and write into the word. And um, just a reminder that we are um, having the all-night prayer coming up December 31st, starting at 9 o'clock right through until 6 in the morning. You're able to watch the program right through. And also this Sabbath tomorrow, um, we'll be focusing a little bit. We'll be switching gear and going to Ajax Church as we have communion. So we'll drop it right into the program, the communion service. So, you know, uh, we should have announced it for whoever in Toronto wants to receive communion. Uh, But... Yeah, I know it's a little bit late, but God be with us as those who partake of it. Praise God. So I want you to look with me to a very familiar story at Judges chapter 6. And I will be reading from 1, verse 1, all the way up to 15. And we all know this very familiar story about Gideon. And when we thought about Gideon, all you could see a man trying to make some food and hiding it from his enemy. Every time he set the pot on and start to cook, as soon as the food was finished cooking, somebody comes up, take the pot off, and eat it and give him none. Could you imagine? No, I'm just breaking it down to give you an idea of what was taking place. Imagine you look out and you don't see your enemies and you make up a little fire, you hide in and you make your flour, you make some dumpling, you put everything in the pot and start to cook. And just as the pot finished cooked, somebody show up. You know what I mean? And they didn't show up and say, could I have some? They show up and take the pot off and disappear with it. And you have to start all over again. And we say that we are children of the living God. So I want to look into what causes it. What's your calamity? What are you going through that allows the enemy to steal your bread? Right in front of your eyes, the enemy is eating your food, taking your jobs, you know, suffering, 
right in front of your eyes. Everybody's getting a raise in the workplace and nothing for you. And you're saying, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. Mercy. Father in heaven, bless us now, O God, as we open up your words and let thy power come this morning and let your word shine into the hearts of your people. And we thank you, praise you, exalt you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, um, again, I want you to look with me to um, Joshua, Judges chapter 6. I'll start at verse 1. And just open your Bibles and follow with me as I read. It says, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the of Midianite, the Midian seven years. Um over and over we've seen where Israel messed up and God delivered them into punishment, allow their enemy. So sometimes we're going through some things today, and is God delivering us? into the hands of our enemies because of our relationship, because of the way we treat God. It's very serious, brethren. God delivered the Israelites, the people who he took out of bondage, the people who crossed the Red Sea, who came out of Egypt, who the Lord delivered. He delivered them back into the Midianites, into somebody's hands who will destroy them and take away their bread. What kind of God are we dealing with? Or we should say, who are we then in Christ? We will live one way this day, and the next day we turn from God and curse God. We're never consistent in our relationship with God. Always going full force, then turning and diverging and going different places, diverting and allowing the enemy to lead us into some different pathway. Wow, I read this again. You know, we are familiar with it, but sometimes God delivered them over. What kind of God do we serve? What is your relationship with God like? Think about it deeply. Let's look at verse 2. And the hand of the Midian prevailed against Israel because of the Midianites. The children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. Listen here. So the Midianites came over then and took their property. And what they did, they have to run up into the hills to sleep underneath the trees. Make their, their, their homes along with the dens of lions and wild animals. And could you imagine the wild animals was, was ripping some of their children and some of their families apart? They had to run away because God gave the Midianites charge over them. God will give our enemies charge over us if we fail to obey him, if we fail to walk in his precepts. Lord of mercy. Wow. 
they were being destroyed. Let's look at verse 3. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou come unto Gaza and left no substance. For Israel, neither sheep, nor oxen, nor ass. Lord, I don't have to get this picture again. So when God's people planted and they, they, they have their garden, they have their, their animal, you know, to get livestock, they have their, their cows and to get milk, and they were having everything. As soon as everything was ready and the plants also on the field and plant their vegetables, God will allow the Midianites to come up as the crop was ready. When they finished labor in the field, they will come up and just take over everything, eat everything while they run away in the hills hiding. And God didn't allow them to kill them. God allowed them just to to, 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 to harass them and to starve them. Wow. Could you imagine the scene? It is something they have to hide, and it goes on for seven years. You see what sin does? You see the wages of sin is death, is pain, is suffering. They have to run away in the hills. And they will take all the cattle, all the cattle that they used to plow the field. Everything was taken. God allowed it to happen. Sometimes some things happen to us, and people are asking, did you do something? Did your foreparents did something? Wow. Look at verse 5. For they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came as grasshoppers, tens of thousands, for multitude, for both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land and destroyed it. And Israel was greatly impoverished. They were poor, poor because of the Midianites and the children of Israel cry unto the Lord. They were poor. They cried unto the Lord. They were greatly impoverished. They were in they were begging. They were in distress. Poor, 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 poor. God is the one that gives riches. We don't understand it, that God gives riches. Therefore, if we want to get rich the right way, we got to go to Jesus. If we forsake him, he can take away everything we have. He can cancel everything you have, brethren. I'm telling you. So here it is now, 
they cry unto the Lord. Look at verse 7 again. Verse 7. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites. Why do they cry? I know they didn't have anything and the pain of not finding food to feed their families. But could you imagine? As they cry unto the Lord, what kind of cry will get the attention of the Lord? I want to tell you is when you recant, is when you say, I'm sorry, Lord. And the tears have real meaning. The tears is not fake. A lot of people cry unto the Lord for material things, and that's not real. The Lord knows what we want already. He knows your need. When we cry unto the Lord because of the suffering, or we want to draw close, we are sorry for sin. We want to make a turn. We want to make a comeback to the Lord. Mercy. This was a different cry. When they cried unto the Lord, it had meaning. It had sorrow for sin. It had turning away from sin all over it. I had enough. I want more of Jesus. I want to be closer drawn to Jesus. I want to give my entire life over to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want to surrender my will to Jesus. I'm tired of seeing people suffer. I'm tired of seeing my family suffer. I want to surrender everything over and let him be the driver. Let him be the sustainer. Let him be the caretaker. Let him be the head of our lives. That's the God we serve. That's the mighty rock of ages. That's the God whom we worship. That's the God who wants to tell you, I will be your provider. Could you imagine if the Lord turned his back on us? That's when real suffering comes. When the Lord says, I'm not going to bother with you. Because you are letting me down. They went and worshipped idolatry. They went into idolatry. They went against the grain. They turned their backs on the Lord. And the Lord smote them. The Lord delivered them into the hands of the enemy. What a God we serve. What a rock. And then after they cried, after the pain lasted for so long, hear what happened right now. Verse 8, it says that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel. We said unto them, thus said the Lord God of Israel, I have brought you up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. God is saying, don't forget where I've taken you from. Don't Put away this and just put it under the counter. I've taken you out of jail. I've taken you out of that situation with your marriage. I've rescued you. Remember me. He said in verse 9, And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, 
and out of the hand of all that oppress you, and drave them out from before you and gave you their land. You see the power of God? I took their land and I drove them out and turned the land into your hand, and you're still not worshiping me. You're still disobeying me. Lord, the Lord points out where they went wrong. Verse 10, and I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but he have not obeyed my voice. That's where we went wrong, disobedience. And there came an angel of the Lord, in verse 11, and sat under the oak which was the opera that pertained unto Josh, the Abinamorite, and his son Gideon threshing wheat by the winepress. So they were hiding food again to cook. They were making flour, the family to cook for Israel. Neither sheep, sorry, for Israel. And verse 12, and as the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of Father. In the midst of, of trying to hide food, the angel came and called him mighty man of Father. How can the mighty man suffer and go through such persecution? Go through such devastation of no food, your food that is taken from you. And the angel come now and call you mighty man of father. God have an appointed time that he will take you out of your situation and he will empower you and he will call you mighty because he have a work for you. I don't know what you're going through this morning. But the Lord is saying, I'm able to rescue you if we recant and confess our sins. I'm able to rescue you, take you out of your situation, and send you on your way. And Gideon said in verse 13, unto him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And will it be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Sometimes we forgot where we went wrong, and we blame God. God is saying there's so many lessons here with what we're going through. Don't blame God. Because you don't have a job, because you're struggling this morning, don't blame God. Look and see where I have gone wrong, where I have turned from the Lord, where I have been disobedient. The Lord told me, don't do this, and I went anyway. Don't marry this individual. I went anyway, because it's about my satisfaction. It's about what I have seen. Now it's consequences. Now it's consequences. But the Lord laid out everything. And verse 
14. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. I'm going to stop right there and tell you, verse 15 is who the Lord is looking for this morning. Somebody who is poor and needy. Somebody who is the least in their father's house. Somebody who is a deacon and not an elder. Somebody who nobody looks on. They clean the church. They just have a little office that nobody even recognizes them. That's who the Lord wants to use this morning. God is saying, I don't look on your, 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 what you own. I don't look on all your accolades and all your MBA. I look on who you are in Christ. I look straight down into the heart and see your potential, where you're going to be, how you love the Lord, how you want to come higher for Jesus. God is looking at somebody's potential now. And even though you said, I am a nobody, I am poor like Gideon. I am defeated. You felt like you are defeated. You are nobody, nobody. Somebody takes your bread. Your bread is taken from you. Your job is taken away from you. Your family is broken. That's when the Lord comes in. When he was hiding food, threshing flour, threshing wheat, sieving it, separating the rough one from the fine one. He was trying to make some food on his last. All his resources was gone. All his bank saving was gone. Everything was gone. And that's when the Lord stepped in. Because they maintained their faithfulness even in poverty. They maintain their commitment even when they don't see God. They were standing in faith. Imagine all your things were taken away. You have to be hiding in the hills. And the angel come and call you mighty man of valor. In your calamity, in your pain, the Lord is saying, my son, how are you doing this morning? My daughter, how are you doing? And you have no job. Your refrigerator is empty. Your gas tank is on empty. You don't know where the mortgage, where the rent is coming from, and the Lord calls you mighty woman of valor. What a God we serve. God don't look in your fridge. He look beyond your fridge. He look beyond your thoughts. He look beyond your comprehension. He look way over yonder. He look way over where you can see. God can see tomorrow. God can see around the corner. What a God we serve. No wonder he sees our potential. 
and he works according to what's in the heart. He works according to what's hidden in the heart. Only God alone can see the heart. As we close this morning, the Lord is asking you, where are you standing right now? Are you hiding threshing wheat? Are you hiding trying to get a little food? Where are you this morning in your spiritual walk? Are you studying the word? Are you fed up with life? Are you wrestling depression? Are you wrestling pain? Gideon was in pain. He was depressed. But God found him. He was down in the mire clay, but the Lord pulled him out. God can pull you out this morning. In Psalm 91, he said he will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Hallelujah. God is saying, when the enemy comes in like a flood, I will raise up a standard against him. God of mercy, what a God we serve. What a mighty rock. Is there a dull moment with the children of the Lord? No. Gideon was hiding, and the Lord called him mighty. He was greatly impoverished. He was in poverty, and the Lord called him mighty man of power. And he was in poorness, eating dust, eating the remnant from the trash. And God called him mighty man of father. What is your situation? You have more than you can eat. You have ten breads in your cupboard. And you're asking God, where are you? We have more than we can manage. We put more food in the garbage. More than what some people have to eat. And you're asking God, where are you? And we have attitude with God. Lord have mercy. May we just humble ourselves this morning and wait on the Lord. He's coming. He's sending a prophet. He's sending an angel to sit by you. But you got to wait a little longer. Gideon waited seven years of of chastisement. Seven years of pain before the angel of the Lord showed up. The angel is on his way. God has already dispatched help. He's on his way for you this morning. Why don't you wait a little longer? Wait a little longer. Help is on his way. May God just bless you and keep you. And may saints' face shine upon you. Thank you, O God, for reaching the hearts of your people this morning. Somebody have been encouraged to hold on. Keep holding on, my son. Keep holding on, my daughter. Keep holding on, my brethren. Christ is on his way. Help is on his way. Thank you. In Jesus' name as we'll now have the prayer request in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.